Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's up, Raider Nation? Micah, along with my partner in crime, once again bringing you another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Tyler, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Micah. How about yourself? Dude, you know what? It was another loss. Um, another you know one. I, I was a little worried there for a while that we were going to try to uh, try to win that thing because you know we were we were staring down the barrel of the first overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, and for about three quarters there, I thought we were going to blow it uh, against San Diego and go for the W. But uh, as always, we snatched uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. And uh, yes. we were able to put ourselves in prime position, especially after the Giants went and uh, got whoop it done whoop. against San Francisco. Um, so now we are firmly in the driver's seat, my man, of the overall, the first overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. I, of course, um, that is a joke. I would rather see the Raiders win any day of the week. But you know what? If we're going to lose, man, at least let's uh, let's have a little something to look forward to. Uh, hashtag blow for Boza. Hashtag blow for Boza. And you know, I've seen that swirling around a little bit, man. And uh, that was you and I. That was you and I back. I think yep. that was like week four, bro, that yep. we came out with that. That is our hashtag. So for the listeners out there, uh, you know, don't forget. Often imitated, never duplicated here at the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. That was straight fresh from the mics here from Tyler and I. And don't forget that. So if you see somebody out there trying to jack it, um, you know, maybe drop a friendly reminder. You let them know. Let, yeah, them, let know them know who it was. Exactly. Exactly. Tyler, man. Uh, you know, we, we kind of go through every week, but before we get into it, I just want to remind the listeners, I guess, let's get into this first. You know, we got a couple calls to get to again this week. Fantastic. Second week in a row. Only took eight weeks, but man, we're throwing it down now. Feeling yeah. really fresh about this thing. But if you want to be part of the podcast, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at 208-557-9771. That is the number to dial. Give us a call. Try to keep the voicemail under about a minute, maybe 45 seconds, and uh, we love to play it back and talk about it um, and get you to be part of the show, man, because I tell you what, the more, the merrier, especially during these hard times, man. We got to band together. We got to stick together, and we got to find a solution. Um, so, yeah, give us a call, 208-557-9771. You can find us on Facebook. Just search at Behind the Eye Patch. I guess there is no at there for Facebook, just Behind the Eye Patch. Facebook page. You can find us there. Also, give us a follow on the Twitterville Twitter universe. It's just at behind eye patch. No the in there, just at behind eye patch. Give us a follow on Twitter. And um, as always, you can hear all these shows on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, I'm leaving one out, Tyler. Where else? Where Stitcher. Else? Stitcher. That's right. I always forget that one. Uh, so you can pleasure your senses on this podcast. Listen to this podcast past episodes because you know what even though 
we're a little bit behind the times. You know, so if you listen to like one that happened two weeks ago, it's still fun because we go, we, we do all sports. And I mean, not all sports. We do the entire NFL and we tackle other important issues like overrated Disney movies. Um, Underrated best, Disney movies. Yes, sir. Um, the best meats out there. Uh, you know, the best houses in Harry Potter. Um, and I'm pretty excited about this issue we're going to be talking about this week, but I'm not going to give it away quite yet. Tyler, you've got some <laughs> shout-outs for us, my man. Who yes, you got? Yes, sir. We got a few shout-outs this week. Uh, first off, Bay Area Sports Nation. Uh, thank you for the follow on Twitter. Also, my good friend and the creator of the Behind the Eye Patch logo, which is dope as, if I may say, Ooh. Mr. Hema, Hema Hemuli Jr. Uh, oh. He is a producer for KSL 5 TV and KSL Sports. He also has a podcast. I'm blanking on the name of that podcast right now, but check him out on Twitter. He does, uh, and you can find him on a lot of different things. He's an accomplished musician. Uh, He has his own design company, and he came up with the the idea for the Behind the Eye Patch logo, which I think is the coolest logo out there. It's the bee's knees for sure. It is the cat's pajamas. Uh, also, thank you to Dwight Booker, who followed us on Twitter. JR, follow him at, at JR the Boss. Uh, getting some UK love this week, Micah. Wow. Love from the UK. Uh, Stewie H, follow him at Stewie underscore UK on Twitter. And Moses Bartimus. If I said that wrong, I'm sorry, Moses, but thank you for the follow. Uh, shout out to Raider Nation on the Twitterverse. Thanks for following us, guys. That is awesome, as, man. That is awesome. As always on Twitter, you know, we may not have all the inside information, but you can find all the inside information on our Twitter page at Behind Eyepatch. We have just about anything that happens in Raider Nation is retweeted on that page, all in one convenient location for y'all. You know what? The great thing about that too, Tyler, and I want to say this, is that, you know what? You won't ever find stuff made up on our, you know, we're never trying to break news that is no news. Like say, oh, I don't know, you know, like Jordy Nelson retiring, you know, kind of news. You know, you won't find uh, fake stories on the behind the eye patch, Twitterverse, on the Facebook page, man. Uh, so I, I do take pride in that. And as always... We keep it political free, 100% political free, in fact, because you know what? I know it's kind of a, especially in today's age, we just, it's it's kind of a, a new idea, but a, we figure that if you're here listening for Oakland Raiders sports and news and our takes uh, and football news, you don't want to hear us talk about politics. I know that's just kind of mind blowing these days, but uh, uh, you know what? I guess call us trendsetters, man. We're, we're, gonna, we're, that's what, that's what we do here, so... That is also great. Speaking of that, who broke this 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 so-called story that Jordy Nelson on Monday, th- that was the hot garbage going around. Jordy Nelson was retiring, that he had mumbled and he was in the locker room, he's on his way out, mumbled some ob- obscenity and 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 was like I need to get the blank out of here. And then next thing I know, I wake up next morning and and even Facebook's a fire with Jordy Nelson has retired. And I even saw it that way. It was like, it's not like, wasn't, isn't going to retire. It was like, Jordy Nelson is retiring. And it was like, oh, wow, dang. 
Who who was that, Tyler? Who was that? Oh, I, do we dare? Well, uh, I don't know. Do man. We, it came you. out of it came out of Las Vegas. Okay, it came out of Las Vegas. I guess that's all you need to know. It came yep. out of Las Vegas. So, you know, you do your own research, but come on, man. Come on. That is ridiculous. And, you know, I want to say something else, too. You know, if you're going to be sitting there saying, you know, that was because that was the first story that broke, that one of these players was mumbling, you know, I, I think it was like something to the tune of like, I got to get the F out of here or something like that. Yes. You know what? You know, if, if you're not willing to tell me who, who said that, don't report it. Don't tell me. Because There's no all, reason to report that in the first place. Absolutely. There's no reason to report that at all. That's just clickbait, man. That's straight clickbait. That's just wanting some likes, some retweets, and some follows, man. That's all that is. That's all that ish is, bro. So get that out of here. Stop with the fake stories. Stop with generating more drama. Do you think the Raiders need more drama right now this year? Do you no, think- but our, our reporters, so-called beat writers and quote-unquote insiders – sure are adding a lot of fuel to the fire that Dude, is he's... drama. I know it's drama-filled. I'm not an idiot. I yeah. get that. I'm not stupid. I know that this season sucks. But you know what? Yep. I don't think our the people that are coming out of Oakland or wherever the Sam Hill they are are doing us any favors no. with their freaking clickbait reports and stuff like that. I mean, I sent you that... I sent you uh, that tweet that, yeah, Jordy Nelson's retiring. Carr came out at the podium, was super concerned or super down and not himself. And he just said something bad happened in the locker room. Well, okay, that's, you know, that's that's fine. But the same source out of Las Vegas also said, uh, that Marshawn Lynch was not wanted by John Gruden. Uh, yep, also yep. came out and said that Martavis Bryant was going to be suspended for the season. Yep. Uh, which turned out to be halfway true, I suppose. Because um, that was that was part of the issue of why he was released in the first place and then re-signed. But yeah, but they came out and stated it as fact. It was like, this right. was a done deal. Yeah. And that's what makes me upset. Yeah. And and same thing, uh, it it wasn't it wasn't uh, I uh, let's how do I go about this in a politically correct way, Micah? Uh, it wasn't Chris Reed who is in Las Vegas. I just want to make that clear. It okay. wasn't him awesome. that uh, said this is Jordy Nelson retiring. Um, and so I know that I know that he's one of our our close associates. Well, I, I'll call him that. I tweet with him once in a while, but uh, anyway, not him, uh, but it's that same source out of Las Vegas that said uh, John Gruden doesn't want Marshawn Lynch in the locker room and Martavis Bryant is getting suspended for the entire years. Those idiots knew this and they traded a third round draft pick for him, but same source, same bull crap. Dude, and and I, it, I... it really just doesn't need to be said. To be no. downright on it, unless you freaking know that that's what's going to happen, don't say anything. Keep your mouth shut. That's There's the a- problem with this Twitterverse day and age is whoever gets the, you know, whoever, is it is it Mortensen or is it Shefty? Like, who breaks it first and, yeah. and who gets all the Twitter followers and crap? That That's what it's about. It's, it's about, you know, we've seen so many, like you said, 
uh, Raider player says, I got to get the F out of here. And it's like, well, you know what? Who cares? I, I'm yeah. sure people have said things in locker rooms that that have have uh, gone unreported that were worse than that. And they're exactly. just adding fuel exactly. to the fire. And you're and it just, it, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it just makes me mad. Like, I want honesty out of the reporting. That's what yeah. I want because I'm not there. And I guess that is honesty in a way like somebody is disgruntled. But unless you're willing to be like, this is, you know, this is who said it. Yeah. Well, Tyler, I can't say that because it's against my code of ethics. Well, then don't say anything. Yeah. It's yeah. like me talking about patients at home. I'm not allowed to. It doesn't happen because it's illegal. So if it's against your code of ethics, don't drop what they said in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. And so and this is just this is just drama created. This is unnecessary. There's enough drama with this team to report on, man, and to talk about and to analyze without making more stuff happen, you know, without without generating this kind of stuff. And this is just, again, this is just fodder. This is just fodder for people to feed on and to get clicks and, and retweets and the likes and the followers. Because like you said, look, if you can't just drop names, if you can't say, Jordy Nelson said, I need to get the F out of here, if you, then, then, then don't say the whole thing at all. Because obviously your code of ethics doesn't go it obviously isn't that big of a code that you follow because you're willing to quote them you're just gonna say just and, and that's the cop out though with today's so-called reporters and analysts is well i can't reveal my source it's like yeah no kidding and and uh, that's where they're able to get away with a lot of this stuff with with the false reporting and the fake news out there like like martavis Bryant, he's suspended for the season like jordy nelson's retiring you know, then they sit there and go, oh, well, yeah, I can't reveal my source. You know, you know what? That's just your cop-out. You got no source. You got no source. You thought you heard something at some point. And instead of following it up and, and saying, hey, what happened here? What's this? I'm going to report whole, you know, the whole story. They do a half-butted job, just enough to get the clicks to, for the clickbait. And, and, then, and then just uh, – it's, it's just for the popularity. It's for the popularity. Yep. And I'm, it's and a popularity I'm, and I'm, contest. Yeah, it's exactly. a big popularity contest. I feel like I'm watching the Hallmark Channel, man, with all the drama that's going on here. <laughs> I feel like... like you're, I do plenty the, of that the, around the holidays, oh, though, yeah, with my I wife. Like the, she like, loves that crap. I feel like Woo. I feel like I'm watching like the, the the rich boyfriend all of a sudden just came into town, you know, and she's fallen for the rancher, but the rich boyfriend just came into town, and now all of a sudden, you know, she there's like this conflict within her. Like that's uh, that's what these reporters are. There's this like rich boyfriend in a Hallmark movie, and it's just like I don't need you around. Is enough. She can't even make up her mind with the rancher anyway. Just stick to that story. I don't need the rich boyfriend in here as well. So um, that's sad that I know so much about that with the Hallmark Channel, man. But I do have to say, that's all right. My wife happy is, wife, is... happy life. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, anywho, I guess you know enough with that for right now. We spent a good ten minutes on that, um, bro. I guess you know what we need to tackle some of the hard hitting questions here really quickly. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with, and I'm gonna drop this on you. I've got three. Teams. I have no idea. I have no idea what's coming next, ladies well, and gentlemen. You, well, you've got. You, it's going to be a one-two punch here because Ooh. I'm going to give you three teams, and I tell, and I want you to tell me right now who the best team in the NFL is: Saints, Chiefs, or Rams. Shoot, time's ticking, bro. Uh, not Chiefs. I would put them third. Uh, wow. oh, shoot. 
I've got to go with the Saints. I don't like their defense, but they just beat the Rams. So out of those, I don't like the Chiefs' defense. I don't like the Saints' defense. But you know what? That Saints' offense is potent. It is unreal. Like It's like rewinding the tape back to, uh, like, I don't know what early 2000s the greatest show on turf if i if i may if i if i can be that bold and 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 <laughs> brash uh it's like i mean freaking drew Brees is just the man and alvin Kamara and mark ingram are a nasty one two punch in the backfield mm-hmm. <clears throat> but who Here's runs the their who runs their defense though, Micah? That's the question. It's Dennis Allen still. It's right? Dennis Allen. That I express. son of a gun. I Here's don't trust I'm him. Gonna, I'm gonna agree with you there, and and for the main reason that you know what Drew Brees has the experience when it comes down when you need a big play and if if you need a touchdown, you know you need you, you're down by four and you've got a minute forty five left. Do you want Mahomes engineering that drive? Do I want Goff engineering that drive? Or do I want Breeze engineering that drive? Give me Breeze all day long just for the simple fact of the experience. All three of those defenses, dude, are suspect. Highly suspect. But give me the Saints for the fact that there's just more experience with the Saints. Now, I'm going to hit you with, with, with question number two, man. Okay, Woo. there are six teams right now. Six teams that sit at four and five. I don't give it to you. Eagles, Colts, Ravens, Seahawks, Cowboys, and Falcons. Give me the top two teams in that list who you think have the best shot at making the playoffs out of Eagles, Colts, Ravens, Seahawks, Cowboys, or Falcons. Two teams that are going to make the playoffs or have the best shot. Eagles. Okay. Ravens. That's perfect. Uh, same here. Eagles and Ravens. Because, uh, because of the conferences in which they find themselves. Yep. NFC East, super weak. I don't think Dallas is making it out of there. Uh, AFC North, I believe. It's it's kind of reminds me of like the AFC West a few years ago when we were supposed to be good. I guess last year when it was supposed to be like a three-way race for the top uh, between the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Broncos. And that race was very, very pathetic. Uh, uh, The Raiders sucked, the Broncos sucked, and the Chiefs uh, didn't do too bad. But, uh, (laughs) no, I'm going going, uh, Eagles, I'm going Ravens because of the conferences in which they find themselves. Yeah, yeah, same here. Seahawks have no chance of catching the uh, the Rams. Uh, Colts, I don't like the Colts any given Sunday. Falcons do. I tell you, you want to talk about, I think a toss-up for the most disappointing teams this season has to between, be between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the, and the Atlanta Falcons, man. Talk yeah. about two teams that have just, like, have all the talent in the world. Uh, well, and we talked about that during the week, and I'm going, yeah. I'm going Jags on that, be, just for the mere fact that last year the Falcons also struggled, and so yep. you know the Jaguars look. We've said it before on this podcast. I'm not afraid to say it again. They look like us of yesteryear. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Coming up, I guess they went further in the playoffs than we did, obviously. But you know, big expectations. 
very minimal returns on investment. Yep, yep. And you know what? The Ravens, the Ravens always seem to make a late season push. Um, uh, yes, they do. Um, so uh, the, the Cowboys, that, that, that schedule I think is too brutal down the stretch. Yeah, they got the win last week against the Eagles. Ugly win, but they got it done. But uh, I like the Eagles' chances better uh, in the long run. The Seahawks, man, again, it's just a team that's just – uh, you know, nah, you know, it's going to take a year or two, I think, before they're back to relevance. So, uh, um, but yeah, Eagles. I don't Ravens. know that they'll make it back to relevance you think for a so? while. Yeah. Who do they have? Well, that's true. That's true. They're depleted, like on all fronts. I mean, who's the got, Legion who's of throwing? Boom is gone. Yeah. It's gone. Every single one of them is gone. Uh, they've got KJ Wright and they've got uh, Bobby Wagner. Utah State. Yeah, yeesh, yeesh. All right, so, dude, uh, do you have anything for me before I get into uh, – because I want to touch on the Le'Veon Bell and what that could mean for the Oakland Raiders. (laughs) Uh, But do you have anything before we dive into this section? No, you always are the one with uh, really good questions, and I am ill-prepared for questions, so – Bro, you're fine, man. Here's the thing. Because this is uh, the Raiders are like top two for landing spots for Le'Veon Bell, um, and you're more of a according to fan. Vegas they have the best odds. Well, you know Vegas so far with the reporting and, and odds and everything they don't have a great <laughs> track record so far. <laughs> but uh, dude, Le'Veon Ouch. Bell, Le'Veon Bell. Okay, let's pretend. Let's just uh, in, let's pr- let's enter fantasy land for a second. Let's pretend Le'Veon Bell doesn't want what he wanted with the Steelers. What was it? He wanted like 17 a mil guaranteed a year, something around Well, he that. gave up 14 and a half million for a whole year's worth of salary. I wish I could give up 14 and a half million dollars. Like he must have a really good investor or something. Cause there's yeah. no way I could give up 14 and a half million dollars. Uh, yeah, that's what he want. That what that is what his franchise tender was for this year. 14.5 million dollars. He's looking in the range of, I think you're right, seventeen and a half to eighteen million a year, uh, like a three, like a four-year deal. Oof. So let's pretend this. Let's pretend no team wants to pay him that. The seventeen to eighteen. Let's pretend. Let's pretend he'd take like fifteen million a year. Would you take him on a four-year deal for fifteen million a year? Yes or no? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Why? Because he's not worth it. Not worth because million I don't a think year. I don't think. Look at James Conner. James Conner is a third, fourth round draft pick, something like that. Yeah. And he's making just a shade above five hundred thousand dollars. It's not like the Raiders are cap stra- are are cash strapped. I am having a hard time speaking English tonight. Uh, cash strapped, but. Is it Le'Veon Bell that's the superstar, or is it the Steelers' offensive line that is the superstar? Ah, yeah. Because who opens holes for the running back? Well, the offensive line does. What has a third-round draft pick uh, out of pit done with that offensive line? Well, he's become arguably one of the best running backs in the NFL at this point. Okay, so True. what's the common denominator in both of those? Is it both that James Conner and Le'Veon Bell are just super studs that the Steelers hit on? I I I, sh- I tend to say no. Uh, 
I think it's their offensive line. So you put Le'Veon Bell behind the Raiders' offensive line where he's getting hit four or five yards in the backfield. Yep. What what happens then? He, he can't dance around and, and find a hole to run through when he's got uh, Vaughn Miller or uh, – uh, Justin Houston or a Bosa or a Melvin Ingram right in his face. He He's not dancing anywhere. So my answer is no, I do not want him at 14 and a half to $17 million a year. I think it's no, I don't want it. I don't so, want him period. Okay. And I agree with you there. I, you know, um, uh, I don't know if I want Bell either. I, 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 and I've got a different opinion on that, and we'll talk about this right now. So what do the Raiders do? Let's pretend Lynch is done after this season. What do the Oakland Raiders do, in your opinion? What should they do? What should they do to address the running back position for the 2019 season? Um, it's a good question. Um. I'll tell, do you want me to tell Does, you what they should do? Well, it it, it kind of depends on if Lynch comes back. Because Let, if Lynch comes back, I want Lynch back. No, I I'm do. saying I'm saying Lynch doesn't come back. Let's Lynch do does it not that. come Lynch back. Lynch doesn't come back. Okay. Let's pretend uh, Lynch is like, nah, man, I'm done. You know, no amount of Skittles can get me back into this piece. You know, you guys are full rebuild. I th- I was coming back for I thought I might have a legit shot at a at a title. You know, you guys went twelve and four. Now it's a dumpster fire. What what do the Raiders do with no Lynch? Did you watch Doug Martin Sunday? I'm yeah. going to get lynched. I'm going to get lynched for saying this, but Doug Martin looked good. Doug Martin looked fresh. Can he do that again next year? I don't know. So right now going into next year, you've got who? You've got Martin? No, cuz he's a free agent. Richard's a free agent. Do you have DeAndre Washington? I don't know. He may not be under contract next year either. Uh, and you've got Chris Warren the third on IR, who everybody like is infatuated with. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, taking a running back in the second round, third round. Uh, I think that's one way you can address it. I'm not real sure off of the top of my head who is available as a free agent this year. I think Latavius Murray is a free agent this year. Wow. Um, uh, old friends there. Tay Train. I, lo- I love Tay Train. I'm, I was big on Tay Train out of UCF. You can ask Birch about that. Um, you know, I, there aren't, there aren't a lot of guys coming onto the market as far as free agents other than Bell that I think people are like really excited about. And I think you have to go through the draft. We've got at least 10 picks in this upcoming draft. I was looking at that extensively today. And I... We've got 10 picks. I think with one of those picks, I'd like to see a higher pick, a second, third round, take a a running back out of of there. That's kind of how I think I would address it. Maybe a Bryce Love. Maybe that Harris kid out of... uh, Alabama out, out of Alabama there's a kid out of Pitt too uh that has kind of started to uh raise some some uh Kiss interest some 
Yeah, and also a kid out of uh, Cincinnati. Uh, but I, yeah, that's, and I'm really excited. I, to see what Chris Warren, the third has, I, I know that that, that that supposed quote unquote surgery that he had on his knee, that was nothing. It may have been a little small scope. They didn't need to put him on IR, but they didn't want people picking him up either. So they must think that they have something in him as well. So, yeah. you know, I, probably the draft. I'm not huge on Le'Veon Bell. I think he's an arrogant turd. And so, you know, I, I, I'm i not a huge proponent of let's go get Le'Veon Bell. If they do, I won't be surprised, but I won't be happy about it. Yeah. Here, here's the thing with me for Bell. We could pay him the money he wants or, you know, say a little bit less and get Le'Veon Bell. But our needs, man... <coughs> I mean, come on. We need our defense is first and foremost this offseason. Our offense, literally, we're, we're a couple hot of, garbage, dude. Dude, our offense is a couple of players away on. And I believe if, if we retain guys like Jared Cook, let's pretend the offensive line stays intact. Um, I mean, honestly, w- w- with the players that we have, get, get let's get our, let's get ourselves, a, you know, a quality receiver and a quality running back. Let's pretend, or let, let okay, let's pretend Lynch stays. Let's say we've got Lynch, Chris Warren III, and Jalen Richard, you know, rotating back there. Or Lynch, Chris Warren, and Doug Martin, you know, uh, rotating back there. That's a pretty solid lineup, in my opinion. You've got Derek Carr, and then you'll say you've got Cook at tight end, and then and then let's say we add uh, one of these big, we add a big receiver, AJ Brown. Uh, who's the young man out of uh, Oklahoma? Uh, Brown. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, the speedster. I mean, does that not yep. fit the Raider mold or what? Al Davis Raider mold or what? Absolutely. And, and that that guy looks like he could be an absolute stud, man. I mean, he he, I I, I love that pick. I, I would be psyched to see the Raiders pick him up. But honestly, I, I mean, we're talking two or three pieces. I feel like on offense, and all of a sudden, like the offense is up and running again. The defense, man. The defense. That's where the money needs to go. That's where the first-round picks need to go. At least two of our three first picks in the first round need to be defense. It needs to be Nick Bosa and then either a safety or, you know, a top-tier linebacker. Um, Yeah, and I'll fight fight for a linebacker all day long. I think think our listeners know that, that I have (laughs) – that I really, really want – you know, I like that. I like Devin White out of LSU. I watched him again. I'm – the kid is fast. He has great instincts. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I we can't let that middle linebacker position go unfilled. We need we need that like we need Carr to reemerge uh, we need, we need if to, he's going to. Yeah, we yeah. We need a captain. And we and that's the thing. Like uh, there are so many more holes on defense than there are on offense, and that's where that's what Absolutely. we need to address. And and so so take that money you'd give Bell, man. Go out and get some players. You know, go get a safety. Go get who do we talked about? We talked about Earl Thomas or who is who'd you have? Landon Collins. Landon Collins. Go pick up a safety like that. Replace you know Bum Nelson back there with a safety. Or Ha Ha like Clinton Dix, I think, is also a free agent that okay. uh, got traded to the Redskins. I wouldn't mind picking him up in free agency either. Yeah. So then you have Worley. Let, let's pretend you got Worley, Conley, um, let's say Collins, and and Nick you know, Nelson maybe. Yeah, that or even uh, or let's say let's say we snagged that uh, the young safety out of Alabama, Tom Tom Thomas. Deontay Thompson. Thompson Thompson. You know, all of a sudden, 
man, that secondary is looking a lot better. Pair that with Nick Bosa on the defensive end, and and maybe you know a, a Ziggy, you know from from the Lions, a defensive end, a Ziggy. What is it Ansa? Yep, Ziggy Ansa. I always have trouble pronouncing the name, and I always I always get it confused in my head. But also, you know, put Ziggy Ansa, Nick Bosa on that off on that defensive line, paired with uh, PJ Hall. Vander does actually not not even PJ Hall, but keep Hankins in there, man. That's been a big pickup for the Raiders. Yeah, this year. I like Hankins. Yeah, Hankins in the middle, Hurst in the middle, Bosa and, and Ziggy on the outside. Put uh, Worley on the outside, Conley on the outside. You get you get Thompson and 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 Collins or or uh, Thomas at, at safety. All of a sudden, man, and then and then add a guy like White, you know, add, add White from LSU at the linebacking core. Now all of a sudden, that defense is looking not too shabby at all. And that's just with a couple of picks. That, I mean, if you were to do that, let's let's because that's that's definitely a possibility. Let's go Bosa, Thompson. And white in the first round. That's a, I've seen I've projections seen that. with that in the first. Yeah, round. today I saw it, something that. like that. Something I about like that. My pants. I know, dude. And, and here's the thing about that is that it's 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 more it's more addition by subtraction in my opinion. And this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about with Reggie Nelson gone. That right what? there in and of itself. Blasphemy! Is, is How dare you! I know anybody else besides Reggie Nelson would be an upgrade at that position. I'm pretty sure Obi Melifonwu would have been an upgrade at that position <laughs> over Reggie Nelson. So you put a guy like Thompson from Alabama there. I mean, all of a sudden, you want to talk uh, talk about it in the term of Madden rankings. Your defense goes from an overall of like 63 to like 67 or 68 with Thompson back there. Add Bosa, Ziggy Ansah, and White. Now all of a sudden your defense is like a an eighty five or an eighty six. I swear. And, and pair that with Conley and Worley on the outside at corner. All of a sudden this defense is is looking as look has a bright future for it. D- am I wrong? Am I thinking about that incorrectly? What, what, what do you think? No, man? I I like that. Uh, let me. I'm trying to find. No, I I must not have taken a picture of that one. They moved Markel Lee to the Sam position on Sunday. And okay. the man had a a brilliant game. Um, really? Also, uh, here it is. Linebacker Nick Morrow, okay? Yeah. Played a season-high 36 snaps on defense against the Chargers, made four total tackles against the run with zero missed tackles on 16-run defensive snap. He was also an effective blitzer, generating two pressures in only three pass rush attempts. The kid can wow. fly. Nick Morrow can fly. I watched him come in, and I think I told you and Birch that during the game. I was like, holy smokes. Nick Morrow just laid a smackdown on uh, Philip Crimea Rivers uh, during <laughs> that game. And you know what? He was flying around the field. He was making tackles. He was always around the ball. And that's what he did last year. And that's what I thought he was going to do this year in his second year. Remember, we picked him up as an undrafted free agent, which Reggie has been really good at finding those guys. Yep. Chris Warren the third is another one of those guys. Um, those late rounds are kind of like where Reggie comes in in handy. Jalen um, Richard was a... Uh, was, Jalen uh, Richard, yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. He was another one. Um, and... Yeah, I, you know, I just, I, 
I liked Morrow last year, and I watched him play Sunday. It, it was a crap game again. You know, three trips into the red zone without, you know, with two field goals. Yeah. You can't, you're not going to win a game. And nope. the defense looked respectable in the first three drives of the game. There were three and outs for the Chargers, if I'm uh-huh. not mistaken. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, I, I like Morrow, and he had two pressures in a game. I don't know who who else has had two pressures in the game for the Raiders all year. Wow, wow. Hurst got himself another sack too, didn't he? Yes, he did. He that ate that, and he rubbed his belly. That, dude, that, that That's got to be the out. greatest sack, like, dance. Do you remember Antonio Smith, like, probably three, four years ago? Uh, he, Whenever see, he got uh, a sack, he would draw his saber from his scabbard and an imaginary ghost fight a pirate and then put his that that was his sack dance uh i always liked that one too but rubbing the belly like equates with me as well i uh (laughs) as as friar tyler i also have a large stomach and uh you know that just kind of resonates with me a little bit i enjoy that sack dance you, you you can relate there a little bit. It's, it's oh, a... absolutely. Not a little bit, a lot of bit. I can relate a lot of it. <laughs> Dude, those big boys, man, when they celebrate, man, that's some of the best entertainment. For forget the forget the twerking of Antonio Brown and the and the pulling pens out, man. Those big guys, man, that that is some fun stuff to watch for sure. Um but yeah, also I mean, Marcus Gilchrist on Sunday had a team high eighty six point eight game grade against LA. Wow. As wow. second highest among safeties. I don't think that's enough to save his job uh-huh. uh, because he's been terrible, yeah. uh, to say the least. But he had a good game Sunday as well. Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, I, I I think you're absolutely right if we go back to the draft. Um, I I sent you, like, how many, how many uh, mock, oh, mock drafts? drafts? You sent me three. At least three, maybe even four. My favorite one was Bosa at one, Devin White at 11, or no, at 13, and uh, Deontay Thompson. Now, I've seen Thompson going as high as like 8 to 10 range as well. Uh So I don't know how realistic that draft was, but I tell you what, that was, and then they had Marquise Goodwin. or not Marquise Goodwin, he plays for the 49ers, sorry, Marquise Brown from Oklahoma to us at the top of the second round, which you got three, I feel, immediate impact players, Bosa, White, Thompson. Yep. And then you go in and you get somebody that can blow the top off of of the defense. Um, yep. yep. And that looks like a match made in heaven to me. So... Yep. Love that mock draft. Whoever did that, thank you, Walter Football. Yeah, yeah, and see that because that, and that's the thing. Honestly, that's why. I mean, this team could be uh, could turn it around fast, and it's because of the money that we have in free agency and the draft picks. This could look like a totally different team, and it should. It will look like a different team next year. Yeah, and I pray that it does. Exactly, exactly, and it's just, it's just like this could be. It it is exciting from the standpoint that that there is a lot. You know, we're not going into this, you know, we're not heading into the season going, well, we'll have, you know, 80, 90 million dollars in the free agency to spend. 
and hopefully we hit on our first round pick. Like, no, dude, we got three first round picks, man. Like, like this speed, this could, this could potentially speed up this protest process. And I say potentially because there's always that chance that we draft like terrible. But this, this has the opportunity to speed up this reboot process exponentially with those three first round picks. And then again, at the top of the second round, man, there's, there are going to be some guys like that. Maybe even like an AJ Brown there, you know. Um, if we can't get a guy like a Brown, from I've Oklahoma. even seen Keneal Harris or Keneal. Is it no Keneal from oh. ASU? Oh yeah, 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 Keneal. I know who you're talking about. Um, uh, I yeah. Why can't I? Why can't it, it, I? It, either way, I've seen it, him even going into the second round. I don't think he'll last that long, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, either way, I see. Um, yeah, I, I, I see the. Uh, the Oakland Raiders being able to snag one of those top, uh, I think there are three, four, you know, of the top tier wide receivers within within the um, uh, within the first two rounds of the draft. I, I it would shock me if the Oakland Raiders didn't pick um, a wide receiver in those in the top two rounds of the draft with four picks in the first in the Keneal first. Keneal Harry. Keneal Harry. For, yeah, Harry. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and again, those guys, all uh, AJ Brown, uh, but mainly Brown from Oklahoma and Harry. Those two guys have the potential to be like big time playmakers, and I like both those picks. In fact, I'd almost rather the I know AJ Brown because of the big body and sure hands. People like that pick, but dude, I almost would rather get somebody that a splash player like Brown from Oklahoma or or Harry. Harry is making some ridiculous catches. Uh, he's uh, for six ASU. foot three. Yeah, he's he's huge. Yeah, yeah. So so, and I think I think AJ Brown's like six four, six five. And as much as I love the idea of a big bodied ride receiver like that. I just, I think I'd rather go for that splash player like, uh, like Harry or Brown from uh, Oklahoma. And I think the Raiders are going to be able to get their hands on a guy like that in the first, uh, in the first couple of rounds of this year's draft. And I think they will, I think they will, because that, that is a need car unless, unless they go out and get some, some heck of a playmaker in the dra- in the free agency, which that kind of sets the tone for the draft. We'll be able to know, you know, come draft time in April, you know, what, really what the needs and you know have a really good idea what Oakland's going to go after in the draft but um I, the Raiders just have a, a potential to really just land a bunch of studs um in the draft and, and they, they have to yeah and they have to and they have to so but you know what let's veer from this man I think we got a couple calls this week you want to get to that yeah absolutely uh our first call uh that we will field is from one James Burton uh, he, he tweeted at us a few weeks ago and then kind of went silent. And then one day, uh, I think it was yesterday. As a matter of fact, I tweeted out that we were taking phone calls, wanted to hear from, from people. And about, uh, 30 minutes later, I had a voicemail on my phone and I was so excited. Uh, thank you, James, uh, for calling in. I, I don't know, man. That that's awesome. We we love interacting with fans. That's like I think that's the the best thing about this that we do is just oh, yeah. getting to hear. I know you do a lot on Facebook. I'm not a big Facebook guy. It bugs me. Um, but you know you you're putting out the polls. Anyway, I digress. Thank you, James. <laughs> uh, we'll get to your call and then my little sister Erica uh, called in as well. So we'll field her call, answer some of her questions. And uh, we'll see these guys after the break. Right, Micah? Sounds good. Let's get to it. Okay. Here they go. 
Hey guys, this is James Burton. I've tweeted you before and listened to your podcast behind the eye patch. Hey man, I'm just calling to say, you know, y'all keep doing it. I mean, you you may have picked the worst year in the history of the Oakland Raiders to start a Raiders podcast, but you still got some fans out there that you know need some therapy and need need to have that cathartic experience. So I'm one of them. So. I'll be listening, and as far as Thanksgiving food, my least favorite, I'd say uh, one of them is this green bean casserole crap, and then the other one is uh, pumpkin pie. I don't like it, man. So uh, that might, they may even sound un-American. I just don't like pumpkin pie. So anyway, man, y'all keep it up. We're going to keep rooting for the Raiders, watching the Raiders, and listening to Raider podcasts no matter how much they suck. Hashtag blow for Bosa. Thanks, man. Hi, Tyler and Micah. This is Tyler's little sister, Erica. Um, I just wanted to call and get your opinion. I just listened to your last podcast, and it seems like John Gruden knew from the very beginning that this was going to be a crapshoot year. So do you feel like he should be held accountable, and would you have rather him been upfront and honest in the beginning and just said, yeah, we're getting rid of everyone and starting over? Or do you think it's okay for him to be like, oh, I don't know that any of these trades are going on, and then all of a sudden you've got Khalil Mack gone and Amari Cooper gone. That's my main question. Um, the overrated Thanksgiving green bean salad, all the way, it's disgusting. And as far as, you know, the Steelers nation thing goes, Micah, that doesn't really sound good, and the Steelers suck anyway. So Raiders Nation's the only nation. Keep doing what you do. I love listening to you guys at the gym. You make me laugh, and people probably think, what's wrong with this lady? But I enjoy it. Have a have a good Thanksgiving, guys. Eat lots of food for me, and take care. We'll talk to you later. Bye. James, Erica, thank you so much for giving us a call. Uh, that is fantastic. We appreciate that. Appreciate the love. You know, and I thought the most interesting thing both of those calls had in common, Tyler, they both voted for the green bean casserole as overrated. And I know that was your dish. Mine was yes, the candy sir. yams la- you know, last week at last week's pod. But that is a common theme that green bean casserole is a no-go for uh, – for a lot of people out there, it seems. Yeah, it's disgusting. That's why it's a no-go, man. You know, I'm going to put a poll up on Facebook. We're going to find out this ye- week. Candied yams <laughs> or green bean casserole. And we're going to see what the people have to say about this thing. But uh, Leave it to the people. You know, i, I got to say, though, James, with the no pumpkin pie, that's a travesty, James. I'm sorry. That's a travesty. I don't know if I can trust a man that doesn't <laughs> like pumpkin pie. And, you know, and here's the thing. You know, I get... Um, uh, uh, Tyler, do you have Costco where you live? The the store, uh, Sam's Club. Okay, okay, we have a Costco, and Costco, if you're familiar with that, they make a fantastic pumpkin pie, and it's it's like a home, it's like as close to homemade as you can get, but it's like store made, but it's not like cheap store made, you know, like from a you know from a chain store kind of a deal. Like it is an excellent pumpkin pie. That's how I like to roll with my pumpkin pie. But my wife is all for the homemade pumpkin pie. And so, mm. and that's all, that's the only way that she rocks and rolls with the pumpkin pie. So, you know, I, it, I that, that kind of bugs me that it's just like, 
dude, he's straight up flatlined with the pumpkin pie. It's like it's not even like oh, it's got to be this way or that way. It's just straight up no, no it's dice. None. For pumpkin pie. No and, pumpkin and that's, pie. Uh, that James, that's concerning a little bit. I will have to say. But um, we still love you. Yeah, we still, still love, love you, you, brother. But we are we are concerned. I'm concerned at least a little bit <laughs> about uh, we your well being. <laughs> we're gonna keep rocking it here, man. Like he said, man, we got to band together. These are the tough times, and I just keep going back to it, man. If we can make it through, you know, the Dennis Allen, the the Jamarcus Russell, the the who's the coach now in for uh, um. Is it UFC or, or, or was for Lane Kiffin? Lane, Lane Kiffin. USF, we, I think. USF. Yeah, yeah. If we can make it through all those times, man, we can make it through this time. Because you know what? As for as much of a knock as we have on as, as Derek Carr gets, the dude can ball. When the guy has time, he's a gunslinger. And I, that, we have a few core pieces. And, uh, and like we mentioned before, we got the draft picks and we got the money. You know things are looking up. It's it, it's not as bleak uh, as bleak right now, but there I I do think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Erica, man, she said enjoy some food from her for her, bro. And and I'll address uh, her uh, her Gruden question in a minute. But man, Erica, man, it's once one day for the entire for the entire year. Go stuff your face like and you're in the south. You're in a yeah. new place. They just. I, I hope I'm not overstepping bounds. Uh, they just moved to Tennessee, uh, oh, and uh, beautiful place. Love Tennessee. I've never been there, but I'd like to go there. Yeah, do yourself uh, a favor. Good fishing down there too. Just throw ooh, that in. Ooh, bass or what? Are, what are we oh, talking? Oh, dude, everything. Bass, catfish. You know, crappie. Uh, you can jug down there. I, have you? Are you familiar What's with jugging? What's a jug? No. Bro, it's tying a line to like a milk carton. And throwing it out in the river and waiting for catfish to eat it. And then, like, when you see a catfish on the line, like, your jug will, like, take off across the river. It is Like really... bobber fishing? Yeah, it's like bobber fishing without a line. You just, like, throw jugs out with bait on it. And you could throw, you know, five, six, seven, eight jugs out. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's a limit or not. But uh, and you just sit on the bank and watch. And all of a sudden, you see a jug take off. And you go out, you know, to go on a paddle or, or, or a boat or whatever and go grab the jug and pull up a catfish. I mean, it huh. is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. But yeah. I've heard of noodling, but I've never heard of jugging. Yeah, no, jugging is a big thing down there, and it's awesome. I digress, though. But, yeah, Tennessee. Man, Erica, yep. get yourself some food on Thanksgiving Day. In fact, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, get some sure... smoked turkey, some oh, yeah. ribs, and uh, pie. I mean, there's got to be several different pies There's got to be some there. new kind of pie, like minced meat or a yeah. A, a special pecan or a moonshine pie. I mean, Ooh. there's got to be something. Yeah, I mean, if, if if anything, pleasure your stomach for one day out. Of, you know, for the other 364 days, you know, I I guess live by the code. But for this one day, you know, the code is more like a guideline. And and it's and not so, even there anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's one day. It's it's a it's a hall pass for food. And so yep. do yourself a favor. Go get some food. Don't let us have all the fun because I can tell you. No. I can tell you right now. I'm going to be having fun Thanksgiving Day and Friday oh, yeah. and Saturday yeah. and Sunday. So, so, so you know, if you don't want to do the four full days of of jovial feasting like I do every every year for Thanksgiving, which is Thursday through Sunday, that's fine. That's fine. But at least give yourself a 12 hour period <laughs> on Thursday to have a good time. So, so don't let us Amen. have all the fun. But, uh, you know, for her point, for uh, Gruden being up front and honest Great about Great question, the... by the way. Oh, yeah. One that, I've, that, that has come up 
uh, several times and been debated on the Twitterverse. So this is a great question. Yeah, uh, well, uh, you you start this one off, Tyler. What do you think about that with Gruden? Should he have been upfront and honest? Do you think he knew at the time that this was going to be that they were full rebuild mode? What, what what do you think? No, of course not. I don't care. Do you think he gives a rat's fuzzy rear end about what other people think his plans are? Do you think Bill Belichick gives a rip about keeping uh, secrets from the press? He doesn't give a care in the world. He couldn't care less about what the press and what we think about his plan. Do I think that he had an idea that he was going to trade Khalil Mack. I don't think so from that, from that interview that uh, Paul Gutierrez did with uh, one Mark Davis. I don't think he, he didn't come into this season wanting to trade Khalil Mack when Khalil Mack would not return his phone calls. And when uh, he wouldn't talk with Reggie or Mark and wouldn't show uh, up and what didn't show up. I mean, how stupid would we have looked if Khalil Mack right now is still sitting on the sideline a la Le'Veon Bell? Exactly. And and we don't get jack squat from that. Yep. Yep. I, I'm... Dude, uh, the more no, you look I, at I this... Don't, I don't think... I think Gruden, like you have said in the past, plays this like a puppet. And when he saw that one brick fell... Cooper wasn't having that great of a year. Another brick fell, and we got another first-round pick for him. I I think that that is probably... I think the fall of Mac led to the fall of other things happening this year. I don't think this was his plan coming in. I think he planned no. to have Cooper. He planned to have all these draft picks and Mac on defense and to build around them. But when they didn't give them that chance... What, do you, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. Feel sorry for yourself? No. no, you go out, you make some moves, and you do what you got to do. And I feel like that's what he did. Now, was it my favorite move? No, because I have a brand new Khalil Mack jersey in my closet that I still has tags <laughs> you and me on both, it. brother. And uh, does that make me happy? No. I told you, Micah, when that happened, what did I tell you? I told you, uh, I'm done with football. I, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. This yeah. is ridiculous. But no, I do. Do I think that John Gruden needs to be forthcoming with people? Uh, my answer is absolutely not, because yeah. that's competitive advantage. We heard it all the time with Dennis Allen. If I learned one thing from Dennis Allen, it was competitive advantage, and, and that's part of the competitiveness. You can't just give all. It's like going into uh, this new game Fortnite that everybody plays and tells. You know, you're telling everybody, look, I'm over here with a bright flare over my head. Come kill me. You can't just broadcast your moves. So I I have uh-huh. no problem with him lying, I guess, or whatever, telling, stretching the truth. I have no problem with that. He's a coach. He's trying to do what's best for his team. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's my thing about all that, too, is like um, – uh, John Gruden, I feel like, is is kind of flying by the seat of his pants a little bit this year, and he has to because because like you said, these curveballs are getting thrown at him. Mac won't show up. Well, do you take a chance on that? We're not going to pay him this. Um, so all of a sudden, it's like, okay, what can we do? And all of a sudden, you know, here comes 
here come the uh, the Bears. We'll give you two first-round picks. And all of a sudden, it's like, uh, oh, you know what? That sound, It's better than nothing. Let's give it a whirl. And then the Cooper thing. You know, here's the thing. You know, the Raiders aren't doing as well as we had hoped with a first-year, brand-new everybody. But you know what? That's kind of to be expected. Brand-new offensive coordinator, head coach, defensive coordinator. I mean, across the board, they're not doing as well as they were hoping to. So now, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, um, you know, this ain't no playoff season. We were hoping it would be, but I, the Mac trade took the wind out of the sails, and and now we got Cooper, who's underperforming again, like we've seen. So now, all of a sudden, it's it's here come along the Cowboys. We'll give you a first rounder for them. Holy smokes! How do you pass up on something like that? And, and so it's just really, I think I, there's a lot of improvision going on here by by John Gruden. And so far, you know, do I wish Mac was still here? Obviously, yeah, of course. Um, but the moves he's making, two first-round picks for him, great. Did we have to give up a second-round pick? No, I'm still scratching my head on that. Don't like that. Yeah, I don't get that one at all. But but you know what? Um, uh, Gruden, I think, is flying by the seat of his pants a little bit, and 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 he's making the right moves, in my opinion, because all of a sudden he's been thrust into this position that is, oh my gosh, now we're in rebuild mode. We went from 12 and four two years ago, you know, you know to all of a sudden. We're losing these 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 cornerstone players that I thought I was going to be able to build this team around. Well, now all of a sudden, now I got to go out and get new cornerstones, man, and that's not easy to do. But he's he's primed to do that over the course of the next two seasons, and in a big way, in a and not just hey, I've got the first overall pick in the draft. No, 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 I've got right now the first overall pick, the thirteenth overall pick, and what is it, the twenty fifth, twenty fourth, right, twenty fifth. 25th overall pick and subject to change and that could get even better for the Oakland Raiders which I kind of have a feeling it's going to and we'll I mean we continue to monitor that situation so no I think and, and look at what we've seen have we seen enough with the Oakland Raider media to where it's just it, a lot of a lot of what's going on here man is just like we said it's just manufactured drama and so you know what if that's what you want I think that's what Gruden's giving them right now and so Gruden I being upfront and honest, I think McKenzie, I think Gruden, I think Mark, I think they they all know what's going on, and I think they're you know I don't think there's any out of touch going on there with the higher ups, but I think they just want they let people know what they want them to know, and 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 as far as being up forward and, and honest with people, I I don't think he could have been because I don't think Gruden, uh you know four months ago saw himself in this position. I think Gruden saw himself with Mac, with Cooper, with Carr, with some solid picks, and a, you know a team that was was well on its way to getting itself a, a spot in the playoffs. Um, obviously, I don't think anybody envisions himself I, it, it, a one in seven mode, but I don't think Gruden envisioned himself in a total rebuild mode like he is now. So no, um, there's there was really in my so kind of coming back to I don't think he could have been upfront and honest with anybody because I don't think he he saw this coming so he's he's going on the fly with this thing so and and, and i have so i have something out for the press this week can i yeah can i interject i i get so sick and tired of their double standards like so they want to hear after the game on sunday twitter is on fire right with oh mark davis if nobody's going to address this terrible season mark davis needs to come out and and address this address this terrible season and what's going on with the team a a state of the raiders if you will yeah um 
And so what does Paul Gutierrez do? He does that. He sits down with Mark Davis. He talks with Mark Davis for 45 minutes. And then what does Raider Nation do? Well, some who would who have podcasts, and I won't name names, but uh, come out and say, Mark should have never talked in the first place. No wonder they keep him shut up in his office. And 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 so he does exactly what they ask him to do and it's not and then it's not good enough. It's yeah. it makes the Raiders look weak. It makes the Raiders look like they're never gonna work with that seagull character uh, that's the it was Mac and Cooper's agent and and now Boza that's who he's getting for his agent when he enters the draft so there's no way they're gonna uh, work with Boza because he has Siegel. Uh, it's malarkey. You asked the man you asked Raider Nation for a state of the Raiders and Mark Davis did it. okay He came out and he spoke. Do I think Mark Davis is the brightest crayon in the box? No, I don't, because he has a bull cut, and he just does not understand football the way his dad did. He it, he inherited that franchise. That's why he hired Reggie McKenzie as a GM, because he didn't understand football like his dad did. But it, it makes me upset when you ask for something, they give it to you, and then you're like, oh, that wasn't good enough, and it makes us look bad. Just then don't ask for it. Shut yeah. up and just, you know, like, be happy. Look at the gift horse in the mouth kind of a deal. Yeah, exactly. And that's just ridiculous. It's, you know, and then there's other reports out today, uh, an article that fired me up a little bit. And that's why I'm kind of in a grouchy mood is like about Carr's decision on fourth and five. And that was that was a horrible play call. It was a terrible... I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about when Carr threw the ball at Jalen Richard's feet yeah. on fourth and five. The game was lost anyways. Uh, but you know what? Like a, a personal attack on Carr and coming out and saying that he has never... That he doesn't shoulder responsibility for things is asinine. It's ridiculous, and and people that write that need to be held accountable, and that's what, in my small way, I'm trying to do. It's not okay to go after a man uh, in that tone. He's a football player, I get that, but he's also a human being, and he's a dang fine human being at that. He's a nice guy. He may make some boneheaded plays at times, but to go after his personal integrity is low, and it's stupid, and and I hope uh, people will kind of will hold themselves to a higher standard when it comes to to reporting on this team. It's just it's getting to the point where they're getting a little too personal. It's a football game. He's a nice guy. Did he make a boneheaded move? Yeah, probably, but where else is he supposed to throw the ball with one option and five guys chasing his tail down? I, you know, it, did that play lose the game? No, because we were already down 20 to 6. I mean, what really, what is that play going to do? Uh, so anyway, I just, it, 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 it angers me when people are, are that liberal, I guess, with their words, and they just make it like a personal attack. It's a football game. The guy's human. We make mistakes. Chill out.
Yeah, and, th- and here's the thing. Look, we're not afraid here to be critical of players and their play, and that's one thing. But yeah, to go to, to, to come up with something like like Carr doesn't shoulder the blame or Carr doesn't you know take responsibility or that kind of a narrative is absolutely BS. And anybody who knows anything about football or Derek Carr has watched the Oakland Raiders recently knows that Carr is one of the first persons first person to step up and shoulder the blame and say, look, no, this was wrong. I did this bad. I did that bad. And if anything, I would say he does it too much. I would say there yeah. are times that he needs to get on to his own players. He needs to get fired up at his own receivers and say, hey, you know, he needs to be yelling at them. I wouldn't mind seeing him chirping at his own players sometimes. And I feel like, if anything, he doesn't do it enough. But um, uh, And like I said, I, I'm all for being critical of play. I'm all for being critical of uh uh, you know, I'm the, I, we're the first ones to say it here, man. Well, I mean, we've had our own discussions. Is Carr the long-term answer? You know, is, and on that note, I actually put a poll up, and there's still it's about two to one, or, or um, uh, about sixty, about sixty percent, sixty-five percent, still say Carr. Stick with Carr. Um, as far as with, because uh, I, I threw out there, I threw a name out there, uh, Will Greer, uh, quarterback, West Virginia, um, been playing some hot-handed ball recently. So I threw that name out there. No, 67% of the uh, of the nation said, no, no, stick with Carr. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But uh, um, side note there. But here's the thing. You know what? We've called out Carr before. We've called out just about darn near everybody. Cooper, uh, the offensive line here and there. Uh, coaches. I'm all for that as far as when it comes to on-the-field stuff and, and performance, but uh, there's no reason for something like that, especially with anybody like Derek Carr. You know, me, you, you, Spartan, that kind of pointing the finger as far as accountability or or, or that kind of a deal, you know, I, if there was anybody on that team that I would have had suspect, uh, you know, out of, out of uh, had suspicions of for something like that, it would have been Amari Cooper, man. The guy who doesn't seem like he gives a care about anything. Um, he's gone now. But man, that's just total trash when you when you talk about Derek Carr that way. You know what? Say he should have thrown the ball to uh, given Jalen Rashard a chance. But you know, again, you go back and look at that play. That was his only option. If I'm not mistaken, Jalen Rashard had a defender like right there on him as well. So let's like even pretend. Five. I mean, if he catches the ball, the dude it would have taken a miracle for him to get out of there. Carr had pressure in his face for. I don't know. You, as you soon saw, as the play started, yeah. And, and how how often have we seen that this year? Darn near every game. So 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 uh, really, like you said, this wasn't this wasn't fourth and five, down by three. We need to go down and try to tie the game. This was fourth and five. We're down six to twenty one or twenty. And 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 so come on, get off of it. So yeah, good point there, Tyler. Glad you brought that up. Speaking of pressure, uh. Colton Miller played. I know the man's playing with an arm injury. He's playing with a leg injury. Yeah. Uh, he allowed one sack and eight total pressures in 43 pass block snaps against the Chargers. And this is from PFF Oak Raiders. Uh, through week 10, Miller has surrendered the most sacks, 10, and the second most total pressures, 39 of any NFL lineman. That's. Uh. Probably a rookie, but also not looking awesome. No. Just... Yikes. 
Yikes. Well, you know what? And like you said, you know, those injuries, I think, do play a part in it because, you know what? There wasn't, for the first month or so in the league, I mean, he didn't have a solid first, uh, he had a fairly solid first month. I mean, against the Rams, he held his own. You know, there's some things there that, uh, and remember now that it's been a huge shuffling of that offensive line with guys like Osemele out who have been out and, uh, uh, and, uh, Donald and Osemele at, gave up two sacks in that game as well. Yeah. A guy who's always been solid and is an absolute, uh, cornerstone on that uh on that offensive line so so there's plenty of hashtag man. fire cable i'm Yo, gonna start that uh i tell you what tom cable uh, yeah don't get me started down there and don't get me started because we have to get to this and this is our off-topic subject for this episode episode number 10 actually in fact numero diez tyler give me your top three holidays in order, Woo-hoo. number one being the best holiday, and give me a fourth honorable mention. You can only have one, which is okay because there aren't that many holidays, so that should be okay. So, number one being the greatest, number three being the least greatest, and number four being like, a, oh, I guess I'll just toss that in there because he's not good enough to grace my top three. Hmm. Oh, man, what holidays do we have? Does New Year's count as a holiday? Uh... You know what? It's a week after Christmas. There's a big party thrown, and it's the New Year. So yeah, that's got to be a holiday. Yeah. Okay. You get new. A lot of people will get New Year's Day off or half a day on New Year's Eve. So yeah, throw New Year's Eve in there. Okay. Uh, I'm going with. Hmm. Let me let me see. My least favorite holiday is like St. Patrick's Day. Um. I'll just throw that in there for free. Is he okay? I, so he's not even honorable mention. No, no, Saint okay. Patty. I, I guess like, uh, honorable mention. I'll go. I'll go like uh, Veterans Day. Let's. I don't get the day off, but you know what? I am grateful for those veterans. Absolutely. Um. Thankful for their sacrifices. Happy Veterans Day this past week to all those of you who are veterans that listen to our podcast. We are grateful uh, for your sacrifices. Absolutely. Um, I guess then number three, that takes me. I'm going to go New Year's slash New Year's Eve at number three. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Thanksgiving at number two. Okay. And I'm going to go Christmas nice. at number one. Nice. Dude, that's a good list. Now, nah, mine's mine's pretty jumbled up. And I'm, uh, I'm going to throw a free one in there. Uh, I've got to go uh, one of the least favorite has to be Easter. And not for the religious purposes that it serves. <laughs> um, because I, The I'm demented very, Easter bunny, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm very respectful of, of the reason why, uh, you know, the reason why Easter is here to begin with. But it is the Easter bunny, man. And and it's just that that dude weirds me out, man. That Easter Bunny's just, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know where that came from. You know, I'm all for like the coloring of eggs and the candy and uh, that festive jovial time. But at hiding eggs, man, we did that all the time. You know, the the Easter egg hunts, that kind of a thing. That was a big time for us. But like, dude, that bunny's just weird. And and now it's become like more like the bunnies. You know, before it was just like the bunny, like was just like a small figure of Easter. Now it's like a full-fledged, like, Santa Claus, man. Like, it's in a suit, and it, like, comes and leaves eggs for you or whatever. And I'm just like, no, no, we've taken Easter too far. Taken Easter too far. Um, so that's going to be my least favorite. 
At number four, I got to go New Year's. Got to go New Year's um, uh, because it's right on the tail end of Christmas, and I'm usually still in the Christmas spirit. And, and New Year's just kind of I'm going to throw me. a challenge flag. I'm throwing a challenge flag. You can't. You number can't. four was your honorable mention. You only get three, though. Oh, you uh, said never mind. Yeah, this yeah, is your no, honorable mention. Yeah, no, New Year's is my is kay. my honorable mention. New Year's is the I honorable lost my mention. challenge no, flag. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a timeout. So dang it. Yeah, careful. You only get one more of those. Um, <laughs> so four is New Year's because I'm still in that holiday spirit, that Christmas spirit, and it's a kind of a great way to just kind of wrap it all up. Oftentimes New yep. Year's Day, there are some great college bowl games on. You know, yes. it just kind of wraps it all up, puts a nice bow on the festive holiday season, and uh, so that's gonna be number four for me. And I also like breaking out some champagne New Year's Eve. Definitely love doing a little something like that, popping some bubbly there. Uh, not getting too crazy with it, but uh, I definitely do enjoy vibing, imbibing in a little champagne. Um, <laughs> you know, and number three, it's got to be Thanksgiving for me. I enjoy Thanksgiving. Um, it's a good, great holiday. Uh, obviously, you know, the commemorating of, uh, of uh, you know, just being thankful. I, I, I do love that. Love the food. It's a four-day weekend for me most all the time, so it, that's just fantastic. You, you can't beat a four-day weekend, man. Nope, um, can't. I got to say, though, number two's got to be Halloween. And and it, it, for the express reason of this, like, I – not so much for, like, the, the scariness. I'm not a big, like, scary movie person, like, slasher, horror, or anything like that. It's just for, like, the feel. I love that fall feel. And it's football time, you know, we've had our first month of football's over. Usually we, I start, like, getting psyched for Halloween about middle of September. And I just love that fall feel, the brisk cold mornings, the brisk nights, the chilly evenings, the fall leaves coming down, the pumpkins, the pumpkin patches, the corn stalks, man. The whole feel. I love the vibe of Halloween. And it's just looking it really- forward to uh, NFL mock drafts at the end of the month. <laughs> yes. Don't make me cry, um, and uh, and it sets the stage for the for the holiday season. It really sets That's the stage true. for for the holiday season for me. Like I said, I'm not in it for like the slasher movies or anything like that. No, 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 not that. It's it's just uh, totally for the feel for the it's 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 it's. Now, and I'm not pumpkin spice guy either, but it's like for for hot hot chocolates and hot coffees and 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 brisk fall days. Love it, love it at number two and number one. Same with you, man. Christmas. Give me Christmas time all the t- – no, not all the time because it's special. But I tell you what, man. Come January and February, I'm counting down the days to Christmas already. Give me Christmas. Give me that – and, and I, here's the thing, man. Lights do not go up at my house till after Thanksgiving because that yep. is a sin to put yes, lights up. Now, 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 okay, I'm all for putting up lights before Thanksgiving, but you do not turn them on. Yes, you could put them up in Idaho. You have to be safe while putting up your lights. You can't be running around the rooftops with ice on your on your roof. You got to be safe. You got to be smart. But yes, absolutely. The the Christmas tree in my house it can go up the day after Thanksgiving. Yes, Christmas music can be played the day after Thanksgiving. But you give me one day of Thanksgiving before inundating me with. Yes, with the the holiday uh, 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 drunkenness, if you will. Preach, preach. Yes, because because I'm tired of walking into Home Depot and already wa- and looking, and looking at, at, at Halloween ghouls and ghosts on one side and Christmas trees and lights on the other. For three dollars, yeah. uh, you can get all kinds of stuff after 
Yeah, so and, and absolutely. I'm, t- yeah, I'm tired of that. Give me Christmas right after Thanksgiving. But boy, I tell you, that, that five, six-week stint window of Christmas, it is, Love it, it. is it is party on, man. It is and Christmas And you know why? Time. It's because people just seem so much nicer. Yeah. Like, like it, it truly is like a, a feeling that comes along with Christmas. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and people are nice, and they're giving, and... And, it's a truly and you just kind of feel that truly jolly time. Like it yes, feels it jolly. There is jo- if jo- there is jolliness in the air, and I actually like that word jolly. I might I might drop that a few more times. It is a jolly jovial time, Christmas time, and yes. and and oftentimes here, especially in Idaho, we have white Christmases. We get some snow on the ground, snow around Christmas. Love that. Can't beat that. And and yeah, but but. Do not give me Christmas music, Christmas movies, Christmas lights, Christmas tree, Christmas decorations till after Thanksgiving. Then it's too late, though. My wife has already inundated me with uh, the Hallmark Channel, yeah, and sappy Christmas movies. Now I do have to, yeah. If it's confession time here, I, uh, you know, forgive no, me, father. No, it's not. Con- <laughs> it, it, I, I am, I am in the same boat. My wife has started the Hallmark movies early, uh, much to my dismay but you know what but you know what i do to be forgiven for that i follow those movies up with a good few episodes of meat eater uh and steven rinella so okay okay i like that i i usually drop uh mountain men uh the history channel's mountain men on there love that Um, show uh yeah so so that's kind of how and here's the thing man you know, my wife's gonna get to watch that Hallmark Channel. If I wanna, if I wanna sit down and watch, you know, consume anywhere from from four to ten hours of football on a Saturday and a Sunday, um, you know what? Concessions need to be made. And uh, yep. I guess if that, if 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 it means the, the Hallmark Channel comes on with Christmas movies a couple weeks premature, then I guess that's something I'm gonna have to live with because uh, I am I, I do feast on the football and the college basketball this time of year. So, yes, um, uh, unfortunately, but Christmas number one for both of us, man, we want to hear from you guys. In fact, might put a poll up on that too, as we get a little closer to Christmas time, maybe right after Thanksgiving, when you give us a call, give us your top three holidays and throw in an honorable mention in there as well. Uh, with your call, we want to hear from you with, for your top three holidays for the year. All right, Tyler, let's get into this. You know, what's going to be exciting, uh, in this month of December, uh, uh, the no. third week of December, uh, is our first annual Behind the Eye Patch uh, Latchin' Lunkers fishing Ooh, yeah. trip. Now, we will not be podcasting from the ice uh, because um, I, I, I suspect and I expect to be pulling out large fish all the time so i we won't be able to be you know podcasting from the lake but dude i'm pretty jacked man to get out to uh get out to the lake do some ice fishing pull up some massive trout hopefully um yes i I, freeze our tushies off out there but uh hopefully it'll be well worth it for some nice pink meat from the depths of idaho so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna bleep out where we're going Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a yeah. secret. Okay, my bad. My bad. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you, I'm glad you. I'm glad you bleeped that out because I don't. I can't give away our fishing holes, man. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the. Let's get into the games really quickly here, man. We've got uh, for the AFC West. 
Broncos, Chargers. What um what uh what do you think? What, what do you, who do you see winning this match? Where are they playing? Uh I believe they're playing in uh in LA. Um I like the Chargers, I guess. You know, Might I'm, as well. I'm going to go upset pick. I'm going to go Broncos. Uh, just cuz I feel like this you would be You remember what my mother said? Oh yeah. Uh see That's I, just it, for me. I'll pick I'm picking the Chargers. Okay, I'm going to pick the Broncos, and if the and if the Broncos lose, then your mom can tell me I told you so, and okay. uh, and I can be soundly chastised. But I just feel she'll like hold that, you to that. Yeah, and it feels like a game though that the Chargers would drop. You know, it feels like a game. It's like they should win this, right? You know, the Broncos are three and six right now. I have no business beating the Chargers, but you know, I mean, the Raiders had had three quarters to make it a game, and they didn't. And I'm just thinking, yeah, you know, Denver's got a better defense. I could see them going and and. Uh, uh, actually making a game out of it, and even even eking out a win there. Chiefs, dude, this has to be game of the week. Chiefs and Rams. Do the Chiefs That's get it over on the Rams, or, or do the Rams I've got, pull I've got it out? to tell you, I've got some beef with this game, though, Micah. And Why is that? The reason, the reason is because all of a sudden, Estadio Azteca in Mexico is not safe enough for players to play on because there's dirt on the field. Well, let's huh. let's do a little bit of thinking. What team in the NFL has dirt on their field? Hmm. Gosh, Tyler, I can't think. I, I have no idea. I, I'm. I just can't. Uh... It starts with Oakland and ends in Aiders. Uh, you've lost me. The Oakland <laughs> football. Raiders, they have dirt on their field, and if I am not mistaken, the past two flipping years that we've had to play in Estadio Azteca, uh, the field has been less than favorable conditions. One year it was really wet and sloppy, the next year it was torn up, and guess who went and played there? Oh, that's right, the Oakland Raiders did. Nobody gave a fuzzy rat's bum about the Raiders going and playing there. But all of a sudden, you have the 9-1 Chiefs and you have the 9-1 Rams. The darlings of the NFL, they don't want to put their players' legs in jeopardy. They don't want want to to see uh, anybody twist an ankle. So we're going to play the game in Los Angeles instead. Yeah, that makes hogwash. That makes hog wash NFL. I'm coming at you. You can at me on Twitter at behind iPatch, or you can also look me up on my personal account too. But that's <laughs> that's baloney. That that's is. hogwash. If it wasn't the nine and one teams, I guarantee you they would have played in Estadio Azteca. Like you can, I I bet my life on it. They don't give a rat's. Fuzzy Tukas about player safety. Uh, anyway, in that game, I like I like the Rams. I like the Rams over the Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, I do too, just for the simple fact that, um, uh, you know, th- th- that Rams front four getting after Mahomes. Now, he's a slippery little eel, but he's got uh, getting pressure right up the middle, I think is going to be uh, – Sue um, and Donald, yep, that's yeah, that's got to be the big. Yeah, I think that could be a big that could be a big factor in, in into this game, and so I think uh, 
Defensive-wise, I'm going to give the edge to the Rams slightly, and I think that's what... You know what? This game on paper should be a shootout, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say this game is like a... This is like a 23-17 to type game. And, and the Rams get it done. Because, you know, this is so obviously a shootout game right, that it won't right. be a shootout game. That's that's what I'm going for. Rams also get it done. So I'm, we're, we're in agreement there, dude. Okay, Raiders, we couldn't we couldn't get it done last – well, for however many weeks now. I was So, anyway, that's another story that we've already – we already covered. <laughs> Raiders, Cardinals. Well, Josh Rosen, I ask you this. Will he look like Brett Favre or Joe Montana against the Oakland Raider defense come Sunday? Uh, I'm going to go Joe Montana. A little go. bit more methodical. There you a little go. bit more surgical, perhaps. Do the Raiders have a chance against the Cardinals? Yes. But. Oh, really? Will they? No. Don't think so. <laughs> no. I. The Red Sea is strong. They're having a tough year too, but you know, yeah. like the similar situation to ours, really. I think new first year head coach, uh, a, a GM that's been there a little while, and Steve Keim. Um, but you know, it's it's a very similar situation to ours. Where, but you throw on top of it, they have a rookie quarterback, and they have a fairly stout defense. Uh, they're not worst in the league. Um, and so, you know, you've got Chandler Jones against Colton Miller all day. That's a matchup that, that sounds Yikes. like a disaster. Uh, you also, <laughs> on the other side, uh, you know, I, I I did see that there were, there were quite a few Cardinals that did not participate in practice uh, today. The offense doesn't scare me. Yeah. per se and you know one matchup that we may watch to see if it is a continuing trend is uh nick morrow versus david johnson yeah. the slippery running back to see if morrow uh is maybe an answer in coverage at the linebacking position yeah uh that's one thing that i'm looking at in this game is is morrow versus david johnson uh and you know i, I think it's going to be like a uh 20 to 17 win for the Cardinals. I kind of see something uh, like that. I'm going to play the law of averages here. And the Raiders have played so poorly on offense the last two weeks that I'm going to give Derek Carr and this offense a good week this week. I'm going to say that they go and put up 27 points on the Cardinals and they're going to get the W. I'm going to go Oakland Raiders going to pull out a win against Arizona it's going to be something like 27 23 Oakland Raiders get it done and I was just this is purely law of averages how many points have we scored in the last two weeks uh nine nine points in the last two games total if I'm not mistaken and I'm gonna say all this we have we have now gone 136 minutes without a touchdown and we've been outscored 75 to 9 the last nine quarters of football. Wow. Wow. And so I'm just, I'm going, I'm going, we're due a big game, a big quote unquote game from the Oakland Raider offense. I know Cooper's not there. I know, you know, uh, I think Marty B had to leave the game last yeah, week. I don't and know he's going to be out this week. He, He'll be out this uh, again. PCL. Is, uh, is Aitman 
is Aitman due back anytime soon? Aitman from uh, uh, Oklahoma State. We're still waiting to see him featured. Uh, no, he's he's active this week. He will is be he? on the active 53-man roster. Okay, okay. Because so, we're at this point, we're running Brandon LaFell. We're yep. running Marcel Aitman, Seth Roberts, and I believe they called up Saeed Blacknall okay. uh, from the practice squad. So those are... <laughs> and Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson may not play. He's got a bone bruise in his knee, which could uh, mean any uh, a, a return in next week. It could be a return this week. It could be two months from now. Okay. Uh, bone bruises are kind of a, a tricky, a tricky okay. thing because you got a lot of bleeding around the bone itself. It's very sore and tender. It's hard to put a lot of weight through that, especially at that knee. Okay, okay, so... I'm gonna just I'm gonna just again law of averages. I'm gonna say Carr lights it up. Carr's gonna toss like maybe two or three touchdowns. Um, uh, maybe an interception. You don't want there. us to have the first round, the first overall pick, do you? I You're know, putting that right? in jeopardy. I How know. dare you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm just shamed of yourself. It, it feels like a game the Raiders could win, and I'm gonna give them the W there. Um, and I, like I said, I'm gonna go 27-23. Oakland Raiders get a W. It's a hollow victory, but it's a victory nonetheless. Really, what I'm looking for in this, I really hope to see Carr look good. I, I want to see. I want to. I want to continue to have believe that he can be the future for the franchise. Um, and so that's really what I, I, I hope to see uh, from Carr. And that's just kind of what I look for week to week because you now as the season gets worse, it, you know, it just here's the thing, man. The, with, with with how depleted this draft is going to be uh, at, at the quarterback posi- position, especially if Herbert doesn't come out of Oregon, man, it, it, the, the the teams are going to come knocking and they're going to come inquiring about Carr. And, and I got to hope that, that he has a solid enough season to where the Raiders are going, no, 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 we want to keep him. He's, you know, he's the future. We're, we're you know, this, there are a lot of moving pieces on this team, but the quarterback position isn't one of them. And I want to have faith in that. And so I want to see Carr perform well and, uh, and get some time to throw. Whether that's going to happen or not, we'll see. But um, uh, I'm going to give the Raiders the W, and we'll see who's uh, who's eating crow this time next week on the podcast, brother. So, uh, bro, you got anything else for us before we wrap this thing up and put a bow on it? Uh, Carl Joseph played a season-high 45 snaps against the Chargers. Wow. He had three run stops and allowed one catch for 18 yards in coverage. So not okay. too terrible for the young man. Uh, he had a lick on, is it, I can't remember if it was Ingram or their other running back, but he came up and and uh, from that safety position uh, when uh, the Chargers were like on the five-yard line and he just stoned, uh, it was either uh, Gort, not Ingram, Gordon, Melvin Gordon or okay. their other Ekebon or Eke something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, we don't care about but, the other team's players' names, man. You know, so sorry. That's, that's good enough for me. That's good enough. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but well, anyway, yeah, I, yeah, it's – there's a lot to be desired this season, but, you know, I – I'm having a lot of fun doing this podcast. My mom sent me a text and she said, you know, this is like your dream come true is to be able to talk 
sports with lots of people and and it is you know no no matter how terrible this season is like this is my dream come true i'm just grateful to live in like the 21st century when any old bum on the street can put out a podcast and and <laughs> do what he enjoys like i don't get paid to do this but i i do enjoy it and i i love interacting with with all of our listeners uh it's Absolutely. fun for us so Absolutely. thank you for listening thank you for calling in uh, keep the calls coming, uh, and uh, I, I I've enjoyed it. Made Absolutely. some good friends in the process as well. So, absolutely. Well, we're gonna stick together, Raider Nation. We're gonna get through this, and there are good times ahead. I've got no doubt about that. We just gotta we just gotta get through this time. Let let uh, Gruden rebuild and uh, have some faith. And and I I do truly believe that uh, um, uh, it, it's it, we're gonna have to work hard to not make this team better i you'd have to work hard to not make this team better with with the kind of resources the raiders have so i am excited for the future unfortunately it is in the future and it's not the present but you know what we like i said we've made it through worse times than this so uh uh, we'll stick in there and you know behind the eye patch we will be there as well through this whole bumpy ride so guys we really appreciate you listening thanks for hanging out with us today and you enjoy the week. Let's go pick up a win against the Cardinals. Yeah, maybe it puts in jeopardy our uh, first overall pick in the draft. But I got There's plenty of season left for us to 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 bumble it down the way and still get that first overall pick. But uh, let's go get a victory on Sunday, Raider Nation. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We will catch you in the next episode. Just win, baby. 